Welcome to Joyosity. I'm Jen Whitmer. I'm a speaker, consultant, and joy bringer, helping you create positive culture with complex people. Because listen, that's all we got. I'm thrilled you were here. So get yourself ready. Grab your multiple beverages, get your speaker, your headphones connected so we can dive in. True leadership requires more than just surface level strategies. It requires a profound connection to everything that makes us human. Each week, I have conversations with experts and leaders and you. If you're listening live, introduce yourself in the comments. Let us know where you are in the world and maybe what's in that mug on your desk. We're connecting as humans, remember? These conversations aren't just fun banter and information. Joyosity is so much more than a live show and a podcast. It's a movement, a space where we dare to explore the depths of our own hearts and minds, a liminal space where you are free to play around and beta test your own growth, sort of like a test kitchen lab for your leadership skills. It's where you discover that real joy has deep roots, a playground to find the hidden truths, the ideas waiting to be explored, and the untamed potential that lies within you. We're not just hanging out in idea land. We're talking about the best actions that develop you as a person and hone your skills as a leader. If you're an experienced leader or just starting out, Joyosity is the community for you. Join us every Monday live at 1 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn and YouTube for a dose of inspiration and practical advice. Whether you are live in the comments or catching the podcast later, we're here to help you create a place where work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are coming in from. Welcome to Joyosity. Hello, Christine and Natasha, a few others of you who are in the comments. So glad that you are here today. So I know that it says that Nina was supposed to be here, but she has had a family emergency. So you have a solo gen episode, but we are still going to talk about, are you managing? Are you directing? are you leading? And I can remember the first time I kind of figured out the difference between these two things. And sometimes we put them in roles. And that's what I was thinking of. Like, this is a title that I hold. And that's not actually true. Yes, we get titles and we have responsibilities in those titles, but the way we function has to do with what we choose to do. So managing, directing, and leading are three different things. And sometimes we think that we have to have the title in order to lead. So I'm kind of curious about that. I run into that all the time. So tell me in the comments if you are one of, that you're like, oh yeah, I need to have this title in order to lead. And sometimes that title is manager. Sometimes that title is director. Sometimes that title is vice president. Sometimes uh, we think that title is CEO or whatever other title. What do you think the title of a leader is will sometimes dictate whether you think you are a leader or not. And when, when Nina and I were talking about what we wanted to cover today, we really both wanted to talk about self leadership. So we have to manage and regulate ourselves all the time. I mean, if you've ever like been in a car and someone cuts you off and all of a sudden you're like, nah, you want to go after them and you haven't, look at you, you've managed yourself. Um, and leadership is also a part of that, but it is 
bigger. Managing is doing what needs to be done right now. Leading is looking at the future and making sure we're going in the right direction. And you can see how they're connected. Managing is like what's happening now to get me where I am going. But leadership is so much bigger. And self-leadership is where you have to start. If you want to get ahead in your career, if you want the next position, if you want your family to succeed, if you want to lead well, in any, if you want to lead anybody else, you absolutely have to lead yourself first. There's no way around it. Because if you are just getting stuff done, if you're just like productive and you're getting things done, you'll probably get a lot of accolades. And I'm going to say you're probably going to burn yourself out because if you're just focused on managing and getting stuff done and following the rules and the responsibilities that you have in front of you, you're not actually leading yourself. You're just doing what someone else has told you to do. And if you are somebody who is managing and just making sure everybody's getting stuff done, you're probably not only going to burn out, but feel not as fulfilled, not as successful because you're just taking the fire that comes at you. You're not actually looking to the future and leading. So, but that can be a little bit confusing. I mean, if everybody's ever said to you, you just need to lead more. I mean, what does that mean? How, how do I go about that? So I want to talk about that today. As I have been preparing for the Joyosity Retreat that's coming up this um, February and March, the Joyosity Retreat, we're talking a lot about self-leadership and really leadership 101 and advanced leadership because we always come back to this. So I'm going to share a little bit about the model that I use to help people understand what leadership skills are, because it can be really confusing. So I'm going to actually make this just a little bit bigger. There we go. Now you can see it a little bit better. So when you're looking at this, I call this joyosity and creating positive culture with complex people. But this model helps us like zoom out a little bit so you can see where does it fit? Where are we going? So at the joyosity retreat, we're going to focus on this explore section, that kind of purple circle. And and because that is where we have to start. If you are leading, I'm super curious if anybody answers this question. Um, if you are leading people, I need you to let me know if you were leading machines or if you were leading people. Because if anybody answers machines, I'm going to tell you, sorry, spoiler alert, you're just managing. You're managing something. Now you're directing it. You're making sure it goes where it's supposed to go, but you're not actually leading it. The things that we lead are the humans. They're the people. And that's what the explore section of creating positive culture is all about. The, the, the complex people, we have to explore with curiosity who we are and who the people we lead are. So how do you get to explore that? What is the pathway to exploring people? Well, there's three main sections of that. One is personality. So I used to describe what I did as solving personality clashes, because if you've ever had a personality clash with someone, you know what that creates, that kind of ooh, feeling, that conflict feeling like, oh, I don't like this. And, um, and you're kind of sometimes, at least for me, get a little judgy and the whole, why can't they just? Because we see the world differently. Personality isn't your habits, but it absolutely influences your habits. Your personality isn't your attitude, but your personality influences your attitude. Your personality is not your behavior, 
but it absolutely influences your behavior. So the personality framework that I use that I found to the most transformative is the Enneagram, which helps us understand why we think, act, and feel the way we do. So if you've ever heard in the Enneagram and you're willing to tell me your number, let me know. Um, if you're like, any of what? That's totally okay. The Enneagram is a personality framework. And that's what you need to know as part of an exploration of people, because it so influences everything else in this model. And then we have to talk about stories. Now, the big fancy word for this is metacognition. Uh, I call it stories because we all live in a narrative and we're the star, <laughs> which is great. Um, but we also sometimes don't look at those stories. We don't examine them. And often we don't examine them and no, don't know how to change them. So why do I keep believing this? Why do I keep doing this? That is where we get stuck. Um, I love that we've got a fellow seven. Yay. Uh, so if you're new to the Enneagram and you're like, what do you mean number? There's numbered from one to nine. So Enneagram sevens, here we are representing. Um, I have a two wing three on the line. Thank you very much. He's pretty great. I like him a lot. Um, and so when we are looking at the stories that we tell ourselves, our personalities influence that. But we have to understand where those stories come from in order to understand how to change them because our stories determine our actions because, and then our actions determine our results. That's why the stories are so important for you to self-lead. What is the story I'm telling myself about myself? And what is the story I'm telling about other people? What is the story I'm telling about the situation, about my leader, about the client? All of those stories absolutely influence what you do next and what you do next determines if you are successful or not. Oh, we've got all kinds of fun people here. We've got a, a contingent of twos and sevens. That's pretty fun. Uh, and so when you're talking about stories, that process of changing the story helps you change your results. It's not just do something differently. You have to change the story first. And then exploring people and understanding values. Understanding your values is probably one of the most misunderstood aspects of exploring people because we all have personal values. And if you've ever worked for a company where you've had, a, so I'm just curious if you've ever worked for a company where they have like risen, you've, you have to raise your hand and you're like, yes, I'll be on the committee that determines our values. And what does that look like? Or have you ever been in a company where the values are up on a wall, but you don't really know what they mean and how they play out and connect to your work? And what happens is there is a misalignment of values often in unhealthy or dysfunctional or even toxic cultures. And you can't determine a misalignment if you don't know what the values are. Because what happens is the company might value um, productivity and you might value relationship and you don't see how they connect. Or the company says that they value relationships, but they don't behave in that way. That misalignment causes conflict, confusion, exhaustion, because you're trying to constantly figure out something that feels 
Like you don't know what it is. And that's why understanding and knowing your values is such a key piece of exploring yourself and exploring the people that you work with. Because we can find commonalities among values, but what will get you into trouble and what will decrease your productivity, your efficiency, your relationships with clients is if you have a misalignment of values and you don't know how to fix it. And that's why exploring your personality, your stories, and your values are so important. They have a symbiotic relationship. And if you try to start with engage or you try to start with experience, which is how we engage with people and how we create an experience around our lives and our careers and on, in your organization, you're, it's not going to be as effective because you don't have a solid foundation. And so when you start leading yourself, when you start saying, okay, I'm the one I have to lead first, the explore section is where you start. And that's why I wanted to create the Joyosity Retreat because the retreat is a time to get away and really dig in because I don't know about you, I have a list of 20 things to do today on various pieces of paper because I need a new planner that I haven't started yet. I was supposed to do that this weekend. I am behind. And I can't then start thinking about all these other things because my foundation isn't really secure. And if I try to fit it in into these little spots, I'm like, okay, I've got 30 minutes while I'm waiting at my doctor's appointment. I can start to do these things. It's a really hard way to relax and dig in to what it means to explore yourself. It requires time. It requires space. And how many of you just right now, as I slowed down, it feels different. I mean, as you have discovered, I'm a fast talker. I, I, I like to fit things in, but I know that exploring personality and stories and values requires a different kind of energy. It requires a different kind of space. And that's why getting away for a few days turning your phone on do not disturb, the Slack messages go away and you can just dig in a little bit with who am I and what's next for me. You can revisit what, what am I doing in my life and my career? Does it match my values? What story am I telling myself about what I want next? All of that probably doesn't seem like leadership skills, but it's the absolute foundation of leading. And you need time away to make that happen. We were talking on my coaching call this morning. So one thing you need to know is that I have two sets of coaches and the, about the importance of a think week of taking time to really think and explore. And I was like, oh, I really need to carve out time for that for myself that, and I do that with my coaches, but I need to carve out that time. That's one way to do it, but it's really hard to get there and really know what you're supposed to think about if you haven't had a guide to help you explore well. That's when you practice it over and over and you begin to grow in this, in understanding your personality and how it shows up. You begin to grow in understanding, oh, this is the story I'm telling myself and that's why it's a problem. Or I see this misalignment of my values. You have to put the time in first. You have to put the time in first. And that's why spreading that time out is so incredibly valuable. So I'm kind of curious if you are listening, if you're here, which one of these areas feels the most uh, insecure to you, shall we say? Or the one you're like, that's the one I'd really like to grow, to grow in the most. 
What do you what do you think about that? What's the one that might be a little bit confusing to you? So is it personality? Like, ooh, I know that I'm a seven, but I don't really know what that means. Or I know that I am an Enneagram three and that I like goals, but I don't really know what that to do with that yet. Or yeah, I really dig in my personality, but I don't actually know the stories that show up that I tell about myself that limit me. Or I don't know the stories I tell about my team members or my boss. I don't know how to change those stories. Is that where you're struggling? Or maybe you've done your values a little bit, you've identified them, but you don't know what that means and how to operate from them. So at the retreat, one of the things we're going to do is put all of those things together and create an operating system and a 90-day plan so you know what to do when you get home. Because I love the getaway, but I also have to do re-entry. And re-entry means if I don't have a plan, it's all just going to go away. And so that's why we're doing that. So anyway, but back to the values. If you have written them down at some point, but you don't know how to operate from them, which one of these is the one you need the most? And then you can start to learn emotional regulation and communication and conflict skills, all those other um, engagement skills that are going to help you as a leader, you can build on those. And then you can build practices and structures and ways of play that will increase the positive culture that you create for yourself and the positive culture that you create for those around you. All right. If you are interested in the retreat, just let me know. You can put it in the comments. You can shoot me a DM. And I would love to share more about you. And here is my coaching question for you today. Which one of these do you think will make the most difference for you? Which one will revive your excitement? Which one of them will bring you more peace? Which one of them will make you an effective leader of yourself? Not just managing, not just getting stuff done, not just directing things but truly looking at the future and making your choices about now that will help you get to where you want to go. That's self-leadership. And one of the things that I say a lot about self-leadership is that it really requires ruthless self-honesty. You got to be ruthless. Is this really true? And sometimes you need help with that. It also requires generous self-compassion and you have to put those two together. And sometimes you need help with the generous self-compassion. And I'm here to help you with that. All right, everybody. We will be here next week. I'm so excited. We're live every week at 1 p.m. Eastern. We are interviewing Kristen Thompson-Polar, and she's coming to talk about how to be a change agent based on your values. And you don't want to miss this episode. So everybody have a great Monday, and we will see you next week. So let me put my coach hat on for just a sec. Don't just leave this here. Take a moment. What did you learn? What's your next tiny action step? Share this episode with someone and tell them. Connect with us to keep this conversation going. As always, I'm Jen Whitmer. Thank you for listening to Joyosity. I don't take for granted that your earballs have a lot of information coming at you. Please take a moment to rate and subscribe. It really helps more people join us in creating positive culture with complex people. So work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Can't wait for you to join us next week.